is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. For today's episode, I'm really excited to welcome John Vong as my guest, and he is the CEO of Local SEO Search Incorporated. John, welcome. Thanks for having me, Dawn. I'm excited to be on your show today. Great. So some of you who are listening might be saying, so what does an SEO search company have to do with when people thrive, companies thrive? And what I have to say is, you know, I was re- getting prepared for our interview today, John, and we're going to talk about working remotely. And funny enough, there's a recent episode that I just published on if you don't offer remote work options, you're going to go the way of the dinosaurs. So, John, let's just jump into it. So tell me uh, about your company. Have you been working remotely all this time or was it a uh, something that you had to implement because of the pandemic and, and other environmental issues, perhaps? Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, thanks for the intro. Uh, I started this agency eight years ago, so 2013. And the reason I started was um, actually I I worked in advertising sales for 10 years. And the longest stint was working at Yellow Pages for five years. And I did work in a corporate environment. I went into the office a couple times a week. but I had a book of business. So it was more of a freedom kind of you're in sales environment, but it was more my independent business portfolio book of business, but I went and service clients. So the last two years at Yellow Pages, I actually was home-based and remote. So I had a, an idea of how to really structure my day, how to be disciplined, how to perform well, um, being really focused on uh, metrics, right? Accountability, making sure that I delivered on all the, you know, whatever was renewals or upsales or whatever my my boss at that time, manager, directors advised me to hit targets. Um, So fast forward, when I first started this company, you know, as a business owner now, I didn't even know how to run a business. I was new at everything. And you know, just whole, jumping into business ownership is completely different mindset as running and working as an employee because all the structures were in place, all the processes, procedures, all the departments were already there. So when I first started, it was a little bit more challenging getting my foot off the ground. Yes, I was a sales rep, so I was out there selling, but then I didn't know how to do all the stuff in the back end. So I had to harvest and learn all that. Um, the reason I started uh, hiring remote was cost mainly um, and getting understanding what it took when I first started, um, you know, working remote in at Yellow Pages. And I was looking for very specific skill sets based on what I, you know, harvest, right? Um, so I learned a lot in terms of like hiring, um, training, evolving my, my staff. And I found that you know, anyone in the world can work um, in this industry, right? Because it is online marketing, digital advertising. And as long as customers get good results digitally, they don't really know or care where you're located. I'm very upfront and honest and, you know, pure in terms of letting people know anything they want in terms of my industry, my business, and how it operates, how I got started. Um, 
But honestly, clients, all they care about is results, who you are as a business person, you know, human, you know, the, the leader of it all, manning the ship. And what is your track record? What is your success stories? And if you can prove to customers that you know what you're doing and you can get good success and results, they will vet and use their gut to decide if they want to choose you over someone else. So I've learned that over the years, like just be, be yourself, right? They either like you or not. And same with harvesting good employees that are remote. Just be honest, right? Let people in on what you're doing. They either are with you in terms of value wise and your, your leadership and your, you know, your company or not. Right. And it's okay because there's a lot of people out there that are willing to jump with your, you know, company or not. Uh, same with clients. Like the, not everyone's going to be a great client. You just learn and evolve over the years. So what I find interesting in, in listening to your story that, you know, you just started out remote because you'd had that experience with the yellow pages. And then it sounds like that there might have been some education of potential clients and customers, but we work remotely, whatever. And what's interesting is from the internal side, we're hearing from, from individuals who are looking to find new employment because their current employer is insisting that they come into work in person and they, these employees don't feel comfortable and so they're leaving. And so what I find interesting is you as an organization may have had to educate your clients about here's the value of us working remotely and and the fact that you're looking at the end game, the results are happy clients who are well served. And so does it matter how they are being served as long as they are being well served? So that's the external part. And then what do you have to say about those companies who internally are saying, nope, nope, we have to be in person and, you know, love it or leave it. Yeah, it, it all depends on corporate culture, right? It all depends on what's mandated at the top. And, you know, for more tech startups and companies that are more advancing in terms of pro, you know, just being more um, forward thinking, I, I would say, because people, there's going to be a generation of people that are old school mentality. They're so used to going to a factory, going to a, a large corporate multinational company with a structure. They clock in, clock out. They want to be completely in control. And they want to know that even though they might not be as productive, they see them there, right? And it's more of a control thing. However, I look at more like I want the best in terms of my staff, well-being, productivity, and less stress. And I feel if you harvest a good work environment, they will stick with you for a lot longer because you're looking after them. And it's a more of a good fit for both parties. Um, so it all depends, right? Um, because again, old school, factory kind of work environment, or even I'll give you an example. My wife works at a bank and it's a very large, you know, top five banks in Canada, corporate structure. And she, you know, has been working in the office for the last 15 years. During this pandemic, she's moved to more home base because of the situation. And we just have to adapt to it. Right. And she found that 
at the beginning it was challenging because we have a child at home. It was more about trying to um, work around, you know, life, diff- different things that are thrown at us, right? Um, but as the months and months gone on, she found a groove, right? She found like you wake up a little bit later, you get more sleep, you're less stressed commuting into the office instead of spending 45 minutes to an hour getting on a a train or driving to the office. She saves that by having slow, you know, having coffee, lunch or breakfast in the morning, spending more time, less stressed, right? Being more as productive as she was in the office, but just using technology for, you know, meetings, right? Um, Yes, you don't get that social interaction where you go out for coffee and lunch with people, but maybe there's pros and cons to that as well, because when you're done doing that coffee break, it takes you, you know, 10, 15 minutes to get back in the groove um, of actually focusing on productive work. But now your onus is doing it at work, at home, and you're way more productive because you can actually, there's no less distractions, I would say, right? And you can actually focus. Um, So I've harvested a lot of these traits over the years uh, of doing this and even prior at Yellow Pages and whatnot. Um, So I've kind of got a good groove by doing this for over 10 years now. Right. And, and it takes time and it's not for everyone. And it's totally OK to acknowledge that. And employees, employers, they have to realize there's going to be different type of people for different positions and they have to accept it. They got to find good matches, good alignment and focus on what is the end goal. Is it really focus on productivity, efficiency, you know, happy client service, whatever it is, like, it could be anything, but understand that there are good people that are willing to take on those job opportunities, remote or in in the office. So some of what you you mentioned are some of the things that my company does, right, that that alignment with a company's core values and their deeper why. And even though you didn't use those terms, that's exactly what you were saying when you're talking about good fit. You know, it's the, what are the the values of the organization? What does it stand for? And so when you hire, they need to be a fit for that. So you and I are, you know, we we believe in the same thing, even though we might say it a little differently. so because you started out as remote and you've been doing that eight years and you said you had some growing pains in being the the owner of a company as opposed to an employee where everything's already established how do you um manage your remote workers and and then how do you stay connected with them all i realize those are two questions so i'll give you some time to to uh, yeah, delve into both. Yeah, so um, because my, my team's all over the world, right? Um, we have different, I guess, remote hubs. And um, here in Canada, our team, we used to meet once a month in person, right? For team collab or just going for coffee, lunch or whatever as a, a team gathering event. Um, and then there's different parts of the world that they have it as well. And what we try to do is meet in person at least once a month, wherever they are, to have that social uh, interaction with others in the team. Um, but again, with this pandemic, it's a little bit more challenging. Um, so we haven't done that for over a year now here in Canada and, and other parts of the world because of 
really lockdowns and restrictions. So I get that piece. What we've also been doing is more of a online meeting, uh, online training, online Q&A with internal team. Um, Because we do a lot for clients, right? We have a lot of meetings. We have a lot of moving parts. um, And the challenge is how do we uplift our internal team so that they feel, you know, like they're working in a very good environment to harvest their uh, skill set as well, right? So we're always trying to train. We're always trying to have social interactions and team meetings with company-wide as well as little hubs uh, based on their departments. Um, so we try as much as possible and we're getting better. We're not, by no means, we're perfect. Um, we're recording everything and then we're sharing and disseminating it. We're um, doing a log of everything transaction once a week. Everything is more documented in a library so that anyone can reference it. Um, And we're doing more of the sharing, internal sharing, internal collaboration than ever, especially moving towards fully remote um, without even meeting people once a month. We're now having uh, having to rely on strictly technology to replace that social interaction. So can you describe an example? Okay, well, let me back up a little bit because most of us who've been working remotely, whether we, we always have been like you or because we've been forced to or a blend of the two, because that's us, right? We, we work remotely, but we would go in person and do our training into organizations. Now we're doing those trainings remotely. Um, so what... So we understand what, what we have to do, right? We get on a Zoom call, we get on a Teams call, we have the meeting that usually we would do in person, but instead we're doing it on Zoom. Most of us understand how the business stuff gets done remotely. But you're talking about having more, you know, having some social interaction in addition to the business stuff. So can you describe uh, for us what, what one of those social interactions might look like? Yeah, definitely. Um, So we've been incorporating two uh, things a month as well for social. Uh, One is more like a raffle or games night or social gathering with online. I I don't know, like whatever it may be, like my team just sets it up and whoever wants to join, it's more of a social gathering. I want to come to game night. (laughs) <laughs> so whatever it is, it could be board games, it could be whatever picture there, whatever it is, I have no clue, right? Um, but they wanted that because it's it's hard when you're, people are in different stages of their lives, right? Not everyone is more established with children and they have no time for social. But then there's the younger ones that need that social interaction that aren't married, that don't have children, that don't have, you know, a social circle and work is the social circle. So you have to acknowledge where people are at in terms of your entire workforce. So we do that, the social thing. Um, And then the other component that we do is more of a, a training, but a topic that is relevant for them, right? So we have a Q&A once a year and they give me a whole list of things that they want to learn from life things. You typically, it could be relationships, habits, it could be health. It could be whatever it is, right? Topics. And because myself and some of the other team members have lived a little bit longer, have way more experience and, um, you know, just want to share insights, right? We have a lot of shared knowledge and Intel in our company and the better, you know, is disseminated, the more we let people in on each other's lives, they feel like 
we're a part of a family. And that's what I've been harvesting with this company, uh, more of an environment where everyone wants to connect, share, and help everyone get better, uh, up-level themselves. So that's what we've been doing um, every month. And it's been working because, you know, very low turnover. Everyone's actually looking forward to each event. And, you know, it just... I can see it in our monthly meetings, like when it comes to business, that everyone is positive. They're enjoying what they're doing. And it says a lot when you can see them smiling and they're, you know, kidding around and they're joking around. But when it's serious, they know when it's serious. That is awesome. So what came to mind for me is, you know, I bet you're bucking for, you know, top 100 companies to work for in Canada. Like, honestly, these goals, and it doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I feel just doing what is right for you, right? What makes you happy? You know, I I look at companies and organizations or even like staff. I say, find fulfillment, find your why purpose, but be happy along the way, no, no matter what. Gravitate towards people that make you happy, uplift you, and and be open with that, right? Like if you are troubled or if you have issues or you have, you know, problems, voice it, voice your concern, talk to one another. Let us try to help you um, get through your challenging times, right? Like that that's more important to me, right? Like just have fun, but ha- bring happiness to every day of your life, right? Like just put a smile in someone's face. Oh, that is awesome. I, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, there are some organizations who, yeah, they're very much that that end result, and and they should be right. If the end result is happy clients, a good product or service, and that's great. And sometimes they can be so single focused with blinders on that it, it doesn't matter how they get there. They're not thinking about how they get there. And what I really like in in hearing you speak about your company, John, is that whole find your why purpose and be happy along the way, and the fact that you encourage that with these these trainings that they ask for that could be in all different realms and facets of of life and work it's not just how can i use an excel spreadsheet better it's yeah how do i communicate with my spouse better maybe that those are some of the things that might that might come up and i just i just would really like to applaud you for for making that part of your company's culture yeah, it, it's been like, I look at corporate and I, I worked in at Yellow Pages and it was a fairly large corporation. Um, and there were pros and cons to everything. And you pick what you enjoy doing as a sales rep or someone that you were frontline, right? And you saw it from a different perspective than the management, right? Who did implement everything. And then you pick the best traits of everything. And I'm always constantly reading. I'm always trying to look at, other companies. And I have a lot of friends in different organizations as well. And I'm always going for coffee and learning what they do, what they like, what they don't like, how they're enjoying their workplace and what they, you know, and that's the whole point, right? Like pick the best of what you feel would be great and let your your team or your clients know, like, we're always trying to improve. What would you like to see? Ask questions, probe, and then mold it to what you feel would be a good fit for everyone. That's awesome. Um, So my next two questions, uh, so one has to do with the individual 
And then one has to do with more of that management style. So the first one is you mentioned that your last two years at Yellow Pages, you were pretty much remote and you had to create the discipline to perform well. So can you, for people who are maybe, you know, maybe struggling to that self-discipline piece while they're working remotely, can you give a few tips about what you had to do as an employee to work remotely and, you know, pretty much manage yourself in, in some respects? Yeah, I think it's, it all depends on where you're at in terms of your life stage. I was young and um, not married at that time. And um, it's different when you have children and I get it, right? So it's it's harder, I would say, when you have children and other responsibilities. But for me, I was you know younger, I was dating, I was at a different stage of my life where I was really focused on my career advancements. I was always focused on making sure that I was improving, getting better and focused on you know, deliverables, right? Being more accountable, hitting all my targets or surpassing it to achieve whatever golden circle or whatever it was. So it all really focused on myself, internal um, discipline, I would say, um, and focus on how to get better, always constantly improve, right? So my, my suggestion for a lot of listeners who are trying to work for the first time at home and this is something new for them, Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, hey, it's real life, right? Wow, that's amazing. Okay, can you go upstairs? I'm in a mirror meeting. Okay, I'll talk to you in a bit. Okay. Um, you can edit this piece, right? Todd? Well, I can, but actually, I think it's perfect because oh, no. it really is about. <laughs> this is what we have to deal with, right? We have, um, you know, hi. we have little ones. Hello. Hello there. We have little ones and working yeah. remotely. I, I think actually that's been the silver lining, right? That that we are appreciating the humans that are our workers. Why are you squished? Why are you Okay, can can you go upstairs, please? Why are you squished? So that was a brief interlude with John and his young son. And it it was really cute because it highlights exactly what we've been talking about. And honestly, I think that the benefit of the pandemic and having to go more remote is we are accepting people as humans, meaning, you know, when you're employees and we're working and, and we, we have to be so on, right? We, we try to be perfect or we, we want to be very professional. And so there's that professional side that we show when we're working remotely and the cat jumps up on the desk or the kid comes into the room, that's that's a person thing. And so I think the benefit has been we're seeing the authentic side, the human side as people. So so John, thank you for, for allowing us to interject that into our well, interview today. It was definitely not planned. Um, <laughs> for me, it happens, right? Life happens. And this is reality that the, the world we live in and especially if you're home-based and the children are not in school um in person it's more homeschooling and you have no control <laughs> over a five-year-old because he feels you're still mom and dad and he doesn't really understand when we tell him we have a meeting don't open the door <laughs> 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 it happens 
It does. It does. Um, but again, I think that just that humanizes us and hopefully makes us a little more patient with our fellow humans and understanding. Uh, so where we were, I think where we were talking was about that idea, like what can you recommend for people to have that self-discipline and to be eight? And you were saying, you know, you're at a different time in your life and that it's perfect timing that, that your son came in right, right at that point. But what tips do you have for, you know, I'm an individual married or not kids or not. And you know, I don't, I don't have my manager standing over my shoulder. So how do I discipline myself to do the work that I need to do? So what tips do you have? Yeah, my, my focus would be find people that have done it before <laughs> and mimic them and get some training. Or if it's possible, go to someone's house to see how they operate. What is their folder structure like? How, does they, how do they structure their day? What is the most important task? Do they have software? Do they have different icons and simple things to help them become more efficient, right? More productive. Because just like I, I was in sales for, uh, you know, 10 years before I started this company. And the only way for me to get better was I mirrored the top salespeople in every organization. And it's the same thing. If you're going to be home-based and you want to do things better and improve, you can learn it yourself. There's a lot of YouTube videos, there's podcasts and training, but the fastest, best way is find people in your organization from your managers that are very productive, that get things things done, that work very smart and are really good at whatever they're good at, right? And find out, ask them, is it okay if I job shadow you? Can I? Can you share screen on how your day looks like? Spend a couple hours learning from those people and you're gonna learn some tips and tricks along the way. And that's the best way to learn, the fastest way to learn. And there's so many books out there. It's gonna take you a lot of time to learn the how the books, uh, what they mean, and then incorporate it. But if you have a colleague or a manager that knows what to do, they're gonna actually screen share. They're gonna sh- talk to you on the phone, communicate with you on this is what I do and walk you along the way. It's so much more efficient that way. It is, and that actually leads very nicely into my next question. And and it sounds like your management philosophy is similar to ours because this is what we train on, right? We work with leadership and and management teams on on managing. And our philosophy is as a manager, you are the champion of your direct reports, meaning you're the champion for their success. How can you help them be more successful? And it sounds like you're right in alignment with that, that creating that culture where there's that job shadowing and here's here's what i do and instead of some unfortunately there are some cultures and organizations where you know those top performers kind of hold those secrets because they 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 don't want anyone else to 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 know them and you have created it sounds like a culture of sharing and knowledge sharing uh, with, with all these different things that you do. So it's a long lead in to my question, which is, so we talked about disciplining yourself as an individual, as an employee, you as you know, the head of your organization and your managers, what are your, your top three, if you have them, best practices for managing remotely? Because 
you know, when we're in an office or when we're meeting once a month and there's that social piece, we don't have that opportunity to just kind of peek in in their office and get a sense of how they're doing or that that quick chat at at the water cooler happy hour or whatever it may be. And so there's not as much connect. There could be not as much connection. You've created some ways that there are. So for managers, what are your top three best practices for managing your people remotely? Yeah, so there has to be some tool set, right? Software in place. Um, We've gone through many of them. Uh, Right now it's Asana. We used to use Trello. We used to do a lot of these, you know, tasks kind of, uh, software to just hold people in groups and accountable. Um, so for us, that's something in the back end. We have always constant communication through a lot of chat, instant messaging. Uh, I know a lot of people use Slack or whatever communication uh, community they use. We spend a ton of time on email. Um, so making sure there's stacks of software that better equips you and your organization to become more efficient. Um, so that's the first thing. And then we always have touch points at the beginning of the day um, on the key people. So for me, there's probably five or six key individuals I touch upon every single day. So what's going on? Uh, what's our focus? Is there something that is urgent that we should really look at? Um, can you give me an update along the way, along the day, if it's urgent and we need to get to the client, right? Um, so just... M- Communication is key. Um, and I always have like weekly updates for the, the managers as well. So those five key people, um, every Monday is tell me about last week. And I listen. I let them tell me their struggles, their concerns, their problems, um, what they accomplished and what is in the forecast for the following week. And I'll probably have interjection questions and probing as well, but I let them discuss it. And I've learned this, that I used to talk a lot at the beginning of every single meeting and it shouldn't be me. It should be me listening so that they, because they're the ones doing majority of the work, you need to just support them. You need to advise them. You need to be very decisive on any decision, right? And help them get better. So I always push it back to them and say, figure it out. <laughs> or what would you do if you were the owner, right? Figure it out. <laughs> and these are things that I've learned over the last couple of years. Like I want them to get better. I want them to evolve. I want them to learn what I go through on a daily basis so that they can improve their skill set as well. And, you know, hopefully one day, you know, they appreciate what I'm trying to do for them, right? Um, so just all these little things, I felt like over the last couple of years, just getting better. And I'm always trying to refine myself as well um, in terms of skill set and productivity hacks or whatever it may be. That's, uh, that is awesome. I, I love so much of what I've been hearing you describe about your, your organization and that you've really been intentional. Maybe you didn't start out that way, but you've certainly become that way intentional about that, that culture, that environment that, that you're creating at, at your company. And I think, I think if every leader, CEO and president listen to this and listen to some of the things that, that you're doing, and if they're not doing it, implement them. And I think they'd see productivity skyrocket, engagement increase, uh, turnover from employees decrease, even customer 
um, retention increase uh, because they are really all related. And you seem to have just figured that out. Um, so kudos to you. Oh, thank you. But it's, it didn't happen overnight, right? Like it took a lot of mistakes, a lot of learnings. And it, ultimately, it's like relationships, right? Like you have to really listen. You have to really probe and ask questions. You have to understand the root of why people do the things that they're doing, right? And once you start having a better perspective in each individual, each staff, each client, each why, right? The more people you're engaged with on a regular basis, you're going to learn a lot. But if you're not engaged, it's going to be challenging for you to get better, right? Absolutely. So, so John, tell us where people can find you. And you, know, you do SEO, which is just, again, I just find this like, you know, okay, we're going to talk, are we going to talk about SEO? No, we're talking about really intentionally designing culture, especially in, in terms of working remotely. And you, your company actually does something beyond creating a great culture for its employees and staff. So tell us where people can find you and, and why people might want to work with you, why companies might want to engage your company's services. Yeah, definitely. Um, so our website is www.localseosearch.ca. We're based in Toronto, Canada, but we service clients all over North America, UK, and Australia. Uh, we are a more boutique service focused SEO agency, and we've brought everything in-house. Um, it's probably one of the most difficult things in terms of marketing, advertising initiatives for any organization. But if done right, you're going to cultivate a very strong authority or rep, uh, expertise in terms of Google's presence, and you become way more visible. You, you get a lot of inbound leads of quality ready by customers seeking your product and service out. So I've learned over the years, like advertising, it's not as easy as people think. Marketing is not as easy as people think. But if done right with the right team or agency or freelancers or in-house staff, it can really propel your organization to the next level. Um, so yeah, like for us, we've built it. We built a strong team that knows what they're doing with great experience. And we have a fairly good track record. Um, so for us, we're always looking for business owners that know how to run a business, but are struggling to become more visible online. And we help them elevate their business to become visible and become that expert in the eyes of their customers, as well as Google. Awesome. So make sure you check out John Vong at Local SEO Search Incorporated at www.localseosearch.ca and see what they can do for your organization's SEO to be able to be found better and by more qualified people. And until next time, may you thrive.